Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome back to the Prog Talks, everyone. Once again with me, Uncle Prog. A little bit under the weather today, but I'm still very excited because I do have one of my favorite musicians, Joshua Corum from Head With Wings, is joining me today. How are you doing, Josh? Hey, Runa. I'm well. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad you wanted to come on, you know. Uh, of course, I'm very familiar with the band, your music, everything, but there might be people out there watching this who are not that familiar. So would you please uh, just let us know a little bit about what is, who is Head With Wings and who is Joshua Corum, what's your role in the band and so on? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm Josh. Uh, I sing and previously was playing guitar in in a, what I'd say is a rock band called Head With Wings. Uh, we tend to, I guess, reside in, in more of the alternative uh, and progressive rock uh, sphere, I suppose, on on the uh, on the internet. Um, you know, we've we've played, for example, Euroblast Festival. So there's a bit of uh, an experimental vibe in the music. Sometimes we're classified as post rock. Sometimes we're called art rock, uh, prog metal. It seems to be any anything in in that uh, conceptual rock domain is where you might find Head with Wings residing. Um, I started the band uh, back in 2008. It then had a bit of a resurgence in 2012 when we first, you know, published our first EP. Became more of a proper band around that time with studio productions over the course of the next like six to eight years. Put out a debut in 2018 uh, that seemed to do pretty well in like the Prague uh, underground Prague circles. Um, and just most recently, put out an EP on July 16th called Comfort and Illusion. That's a three track uh, that pretty much would catch you up to the state of the band, you know, up to like 2020, where we then started working on uh, the follow-up, which hopefully will come out next year. But, uh, you know, lately I'm singing in the band. I used to have more of a dominant role on guitar. Uh, lately, Brandon Cousineau, uh, you know, the other, I should say, maybe half of the brain of, of the band. Yeah, found, is, founder uh, of the... Sorry, the, the founder and the other founder, really. Of right, the, right, right. Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. Um, mm. Pretty much. Yeah, I would say as of it kind of started with me in 2008. And then once he came on board in like 2011, 2012, it became more of like a partnership. Yeah. But uh, ever, ever, <clears throat> excuse me, ever since that point, uh, you know, he's been leading the charge on on guitar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that pretty much brings should bring you know get, it's a pretty decent summary of like you know who i am and and where the band came from i i agree i agree you know uh and you mentioned of course the, the your most recent um ep you know um comfort in illusion like you said released mm -hmm. on july the 16th uh i can see the feedback has been coming in you know quick and hard and there's been a lot of uh you know People have been talking a lot about it. Have you been reading the opinions on the album? Are you happy with the, the feedback you guys are receiving? Yeah, I actually, uh, I, I pretty much read everything 
uh, and I'm waiting to to run into the one that just, you know, either pisses me off or throws me for a loop, but that just hasn't happened yet. So either I'm not seeing those or they're just not coming out, which is great. I mean, there's been, it's probably been about like 20 write-ups that I've seen from all around the world, all around Europe, uh, throughout the U S which we didn't really get much coverage in, in the U S, uh, on the debut because our public publicity was with Lulu in with Incendia music in In, the UK. UK. Yeah. So, you know, UK, really good press, France, France in particular, there's been really good press, uh, Germany, Norway, I think Belgium, I've seen rev- a review from Brazil. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's really been, it's been great. Um, yeah. sent a CD to Chile the other day. So, I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Exceeding yeah. my expectations for what you would think would be possible for just three songs, uh, you know, I kind of, I think we all dug deep and just kind of crossed our fingers that a, sh- a relatively short EP would, would go over well in, in the progressive community, which is just kind of ironic, right? Yeah, but uh, I, I agree. Yeah. And also you, know, you guys must, must be working hard on, you know, getting the, those things out there. Of course, you, you guys are self-made, I would say. You, you're not working with a label at the moment and, and it has to be a lot of work that goes into this to sort of bring it out there in social media and get it out to all outlets and all that stuff, right? It, it kind of takes, it does take away from some of the stuff that I would want to be doing, which is, mm. you know, writing more, maybe getting personally getting more like, uh, I don't know, maybe more, uh, accustomed to, to self-producing, which I yeah. tend to rely on the, the brilliance of, of others to, <laughs> to bring my vision, you know, to light. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. We, we brought on, uh, Billy James from glass onion PR and they're in Asheville, uh, North Carolina. So Billy is working it from, you know, his perspective through his contacts and his network. And then I'm kind of picking up where we left off with, uh, incendia yeah. kind of working in tandem with Billy and between the two of us, you know, we're getting, we're casting a decent net and getting some, uh, decent results. Yeah. Because I have to say, I, I see you, um, for someone like me, who's sort of quite uh, has quite the net spread out, you know, through the, the progressive uh, music world, I, I have to say I see you pop up a lot more places this time than you did mm. with the album. So it's obviously been quite a you know a, a learning process or a, an improvement there also on your part on how to present yourself. I would say. Well, thank thanks for that. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we put a lot of effort into the, the videos and, and, and the music and the presentation and the, the marketing and, and whatnot, the advertising. So we want yeah. all of it to just kind of come out in a professional manner. Uh, cause just because we're not with a label, it doesn't mean that we don't, you know, no. want to, to kind of to feel like we're represented yeah. by someone else necessarily, but it's really just ourselves. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you noticed that, that you see it kind of, uh, reaching out a bit a bit further than than where we were previously yeah very much so and and, you know related to to that the the three tracks on the ep were all released sort of like singles beforehand so anyone who's you know really a fan of the band they 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 had the chance to listen to these tracks uh before the ep dropped so i'm guessing that's like was a conscious strategy on your part and also uh, is that something you will be following up with with any future releases you think yeah. So 
to give you a bit of context, uh, the reason we, so I, I'll say this first as, as a fan of, of plenty of other bands and as a, as a, a listener in the audience, uh, it's a little weird to the day an EP comes out, all the songs are, have already been out with the exception of maybe some of the stuff that was on the expanded edition on, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to do that again. Cause I, I do want there to be something for people that, you know, pre-order it to get, you know, as like a special yeah. uh, listen or a, a release that they haven't heard yet. But the reality yeah. is that we spread out those singles like that to try to, gain a bit more of a presence on on streaming platforms and to try to create a bit of virality i suppose on yeah. on the internet because those platforms just don't work for people that don't keep feeding that that algorithm no they don't you're right so and, that's and that's really that's that's why we did it we just wanted to try to see if we could gain some traction on on let's say spotify but when we brought on uh the pr he was billy was very much about you know, still having physical promo copies yeah. to send out to the media and such. So we ended up shifting from what was going to be a digital only release, to be honest, uh, exclusively digital to pressing CDs and, and kind of yeah. bringing together this whole, uh, you know, visual package that really wasn't going to be the case before we brought him on. So we, this go around, we had to call a few audibles and really just kind of pivot and and change the course of the the release strategy to kind of eventually wind up at this date that uh, our publicist largely helped kind of solidify. Yeah, because I have to say that you know first having these singles released sort of brought of course brought some attention to you uh, with 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 uh, each track coming out, but then I think you know the the, the genius of it now where you are getting. A, quite a bit of attention from a lot of outlets and so on is that now the EP is coming out and it's not only coming out, you know, as these three tracks, it's also coming out as this extended edition, which sort of adds another layer of things and another, it almost feels like a full album, you know, with all the, mm. the remixes that uh, Vikram did and all this stuff. So would you talk a little bit about how this idea came up? And also, of course, you worked with Vikram before, on um, on your last album, he did some remixes, right? So how did that come about? Yeah, that, that well, the first go around, which was a year after From Worry to Shame came out. So it was like 2019, we first collaborated with Vikram. Yes. Um, that, was, that was simply me just following him on, on the web and seeing just how brilliant, you know, his playing was and how his ability to kind of just hear a song and just, just by ear kind of play it all out with, you know, with all the nuance, uh, elements that he would, he, he kind of brings out elements of bands in his arrangement that are maybe just kind of hidden in, in, you know, in the studio recording or almost stuff that would be like in the under the undercurrent of our songs, you know, that, that maybe, uh, the stuff that you would maybe almost hear subconsciously in the tune, but it's not actually there he has a way of, of kind of bringing that out in his playing. So I simply reached out to him and, you know, he took a listen to the, to the material and, and we just picked, uh, 
actually, I think I pitched him, uh, you know, can you do a melody? Cause I heard like a, like a Haken melody or a, or not a melody, um, medley rather. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, try, try your medley strategy with from worry to shame that came out awesome. And then we I just agree. picked one tune that inspired him out of the whole album to do a full cover of. Yeah. And I thought that stuff came out gorgeous. It did. And yeah. Thanks. And then what is it? Two, about a, a year or two later, we just said, I, I approached him again and, and just said, Hey, do you want to do that again? Uh, and simply just cover the three songs on the EP to which he thought that that would be kind of a stale idea um, if we just did the same thing again. So that's yeah. why he, he kind of flipped the songs on their head, flipped the script and, and just did uh, almost like maybe remix is the wrong word, but like a, yeah. almost like a retelling of the song. I agree. Yeah. Because they are, you know, uh, you know the original songs are, are beautiful, but then, you know, his, uh, his, uh, yeah. Reimagining of the songs is like a, uh, yeah. it's like, it's like a, almost like a dream. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like you're yeah. hearing this, you're hearing the song again in a dream or something. It's very, very strange and, and quite fascinating. And of course we, we have to say, we're talking about Vikram Shankar, who is of course known from Lux Terminus and Silent Skies and everything. It's just a very talented guy. And, um, yeah, I have to say he brought a, an extra, you know, level to this, to this EP. And, and originally, uh, you know, as you, as you saw, those remixes came out in between the, the actual, uh, EP songs. So even that was the original strategy. And as we, as we kind of moved along, I had the idea like, well, this, this is going to be its own unique release, you know, why not? Uh, to which Brandon then suggested that we include the, uh, the instrumental, uh, you know, mixes of the, you know, the standard EP, which yep. give, gives you a different perspective because uh, all of Mike, Mike Short's uh, lead guitar playing on, on all those songs uh, with the vocals, they're almost like dueling in a, in a way, you know, they're, they're occupying a lot of the same uh, territory or like musical real estate, um, you know, frequency wise uh, between the lead and, and the lead, the lead guitar and the lead vocals. So when you remove the lead vocal and you, you just kind of get to appreciate, you know, the guitar nuance a little bit more. So even though that's not necessarily how we want to portray ourselves as a band, we, we still wanted people to be able to, to gain that perspective if, if they weren't like squinting and, and really just, <laughs> you know, digging into the mix, uh, you know, the nitty gritty of, of the mix. Exactly. So, well, sorry. Well, okay. anyway, it's 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 uh, you know being able to hear these songs, um, the instrumental versions as well gives gives you even more appreciation for a lot of the little details that are 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 happening in your music. So I think this together, this uh, you know this extended edition is uh, quite quite you know the thing and and i would say that to anyone you know that wants to check it out you know listen to the ep that's okay but the the extended edition that that's where it is that's where it's at for me but uh, yeah but uh, cool. from one from one ep to another because i want to go back to to in time to to your first ep living with mm. the loss which is uh you know uh, it's that 2013 or 12 that was released 23 yeah. It was like March 5th of 2013 um, yeah. is when that came out on, on Bandcamp. And it didn't, 
I don't think we put it out through CD Baby at the time. We use Distro Kid uh, for digital distro now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that was our one release through CD Baby, and we only pressed a limited, like a local uh, supply of CDs. I don't even think we sold them online. I think it was just at uh, shows back, yeah. back then. We would just play local shows, and that was like our one merch item with with maybe like a, sh- a shirt, just I like one it. our original logo shirt. Well, that 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 EP sort of was, of course, where I discovered you guys, uh, and and to this day, this EP is something that has followed me. I I actually listened to that that on yeah, I listened to it again today. You know, it's a, just has a lot of good songs on there, and and even if I would say, of course, that there's you can easily trace, you know, the progress of your guys uh, as musicians for you as a vocalist of course things you have become more accomplished there's sort of mm-hmm. a, like a rawness and uh like uh, some strong emotions on that ep that is quite unmatched to me you know how how did the creation of these songs how did they come come along and and what's the story behind behind the living with the loss so that uh Honestly, I think what it what it is is all it could have been because we just were more inexperienced back then. And I think not having the baggage of of where you're trying to take a a career um, or an identity, it's it, that EP was more about you know what what could we what kind of foundation can we have as as a band instead of where are we going? And I think the where a lot of the where are we going? How do we continue on? What is the legacy yeah. stuff that could really? I'm not saying it did corrupt us, but it can, and it definitely can make a band sound different moving forward. Uh, but the there was like a certain kind of honesty on that that EP that Frank, I think, w- really was able to pull out. I probably both Frank and Jamie when they would come to our yeah. garage. That EP was conceived in a garage. <laughs> um, as opposed to, you know, a rehearsal room or, or a studio yeah. or what have you. So you have a couple of guys, you know, jamming out some pretty primitive ideas in a garage. And then, a, you know, a couple would be producers come in and say, well, we're going to get you out of this garage <laughs> and, and, and get you into a studio yeah. and, you know, get your shit together. And that's kind of what happened. And, and the lyrics, uh, I don't think I really even finished them until, shortly before I tracked vocals okay. and all I knew, all I knew about it was that I wanted each song had, had to do with kind of like the loss of, of like, uh, like innocence, childhood, um, you know, friendship, uh, moving on from the, mm. you know, the, the overwatch of your family or your, your parents, your, you know, your protectors. And so living with the loss was really each song was, was about a different kind of loss. You know, and just kind of kind of grow, growing up in a way, but growing up in a world that you just maybe aren't necessarily comfortable in or comfortable moving on with, you know, because in a way you, you you move on from you move on with the loss, but you all, all there is to do is live with it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. You, maybe you, you don't, you don't you, move right? on. Yeah. Yeah. You carry it with you. And that was yeah. kind of just it was simple. It wasn't like this big heady concept with chapters or 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 narratives you know or, or to be continued moments or exactly, what have you yeah, yeah. it was just ro- ro- here, here are these <laughs> yeah here are these four chapters each one has to do with the loss of something and mm-hmm. we're we're gonna we you know we're gonna move on and, and live with it kind of kind of thing and that was it 
Yeah, it, it's it spoke spoke very very strongly to me. Uh, I, I guess also because I've had experienced loss in my life quite recently when that 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 EP mm. reached me, and so for me it, it it sort of was something that was uh, very what can I say? It was was emotional and it was open. You know, you felt like uh, it was speaking to you in some way. And I, I I wanted to ask about the lyrical content of Head with Wings because it seems uh, very heartfelt. It it seems very personal, yet at the same time it seems to touch on a lot of things that. A lot of people struggle with, you know. So where do you draw the inspiration for those lyrics? And how is your creative process when it comes to writing? So, yeah, I would say I I know how to react more emotionally than um, like compositionally, I should say. Yeah. Like, so at first when I hear a musical idea, like a riff or a passage, whatever, a, a chord just being picked through, it's like my my mind doesn't go necessarily to like arrangement or composition. It goes to to like an emotional outcry. Yeah. So, so I, I always always start there. You know, how does that make me feel? And from that point, I kind of just let it loose, and then I sculpt. You know, the melodic. I I, I sculpt the melodic idea, and then kind of think about what it means to me and what that. You know, I, I look at it like introspectively, but then also as like a citizen of, of the world or, yeah. or a citizen of society and how that might reflect out and then back in. So I'm, I'm still taking stock of, of a bit of like an external presence, I suppose, which, which ends up kind of reinforcing more of like a global uh, thematic structure these days at, at least. Yes. But it yeah. always, it always starts with like bonding with like a raw musical idea that is, is deeply ingrained in emotion because that's, I, I had some like foundational moments in my, in my life. I won't even say career because it was like well before that, yeah. um, that kind of cemented to me that, you know, music doesn't have to be technical to, to touch people, but there's like an emotional complexity that, that is kind of like our our bread and, and butter, you know, like the complexity, yeah. sure, some of the arrangements are tricky, but the complexity comes from the emotional baggage and and I guess the juxtaposition and the the counterpoint between all of these kind of conflicting feels and and emotions. So, you know, I kind of as the singer, I kind of look at myself as like the uh the arbiter of of processing those those emotions. Yeah. I and and that's that's just that's it. And I think it maybe you're right. It was probably in its purest form on living with the loss. But then once you kind of harness your your powers, if you will, as as a musician, you kind of then you could start to navigate something, you know, more grandiose. Exactly. And also maybe able to look at it from a little bit more of a meta perspective, right? Like you say, exactly. it's, it's coming out very raw at the beginning and, and now you're able to pull back a little bit from it and, and sort of reshape it in a way. And, and I think that's, 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 uh, it's, it's possible to hear that with the first EP and it's possible to hear that with, with your newer stuff. But yeah, but so 
of course you do the the lyrics uh um but how does the creation of the the musical component of head with wings work you know who who writes do you guys write together do you you know a lot of guys now is like this in this digital world people you know send each other ideas back and forth Mm. some of course like to sit together and maybe almost jam out things how 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 does it work and and how has it changed since the beginning of the of, of the band Yeah, I would say uh, back on Living With The Loss, as I mentioned, it was a garage band, you know, literally just jamming, jamming it out and not really having much of a, of a structure. Right. Yeah. And then in between like 2012 and 20, was it 16 when we started from the production of From Worry To Shame, uh, those songs kind of took form, uh, you know, in, in the jam room. But always with one of us on guitar coming in, you know, me or Brandon and showing kind of bringing in like the guts of, yeah, of something. Yeah. And then the band would kind of flesh it out and then we'd play the shows and play the material out. And there were shows where I wouldn't even have vocals uh, or lyrics solidified. I would just kind of sing lyrical passages and then yeah, non-lyric yeah. vocal. And I did that for a long time and, and nobody even knew, you know, they just <clears throat> maybe I just sold it. And the, like you're saying, it was just, it was more about the feel and the emotion, right? Like yes, you don't yes. necessarily care about the words to a certain degree. Um, that's more for like a singer or a lyricist to obsess about. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and from that point, so each, each project has been different, you know, it starts in the garage, then into a, a rehearsal room, and then you're playing out shows. And then when it came to the material after From Worry to Shame, those were largely Brandon compositions on guitar that yeah. we then brought in and did kick around in the rehearsal room. You know, by the time Steve Steve Hill joined the band, uh, yeah, the bass, someone like Steve player. on bass, someone someone like Steve kind of will weigh in on. Okay, well, this just doesn't feel necessarily right to me. So maybe maybe try this. And but really, that's just a matter of uh, transitional moments. You know, yes. maybe a tempo change here. Uh, he he's concerned about dynamics more than 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 maybe me necessarily so uh, like yeah. they'll they'll actually when we have like a draft of a song you know he and brandon m- more recently just charted it out on a whiteboard just simply to look at at a graph hmm. of the yeah, the dynamic we... yeah. and the intensity of of the song and just simply by looking at you know that that graph you can kind of see what kind of a roller coaster you're you're working with. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was a bit of that. And then on the newest stuff that's coming next year, uh, a lot of that was Brandon bringing in some primitive ideas into the jam room and then not, I guess, jamming on it in the way where we would run the, the bit over and over and then just kind of huddle and talk about where do we want it to go? How do we want it to transition? Is, is the tempo too fast here? Cause we, we really just play with the tempo changes a lot. Um, mm. that's just something that we've come to just do in our band, you know, uh, it's like yeah. a, a subtlety that people tend to acknowledge over time. So yeah, that's all to say it's every, every song is almost different. Every production is different and it's, it's always a mix of, of be, like prepared jamming, if that makes sense. You know, it, we, we don't just go in and just yeah. start noodling. It, it Someone makes always sense, brings yeah. in something. If you are enjoying this interview, please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews, articles, pictures and interviews all about progressive music. 
You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Theprogspace.com Touching on that, you know, the, the complexities of your music and, uh, and you know, the way it you play around with tempo changes and you play around with, you know, lyrical content and everything. I remember when uh, your uh, debut album, From Worry to Shame, dropped in 2018, I saw some discussion online, you know, the standard always going on uh, if if this if your music really was prog or whatever you know uh, strangely mm. enough i i seem to see these comments often when it comes to bands that operate on the edges of the different genres even though that approach might really be much more progressive <laughs> than some right. more formulaic prog bands so i wanted to ask uh, uh what do you feel uh, Hedwig Bing's place within, you know, progressive music is? Do you do you sort of feel comfortable within the genre? So, I, yeah, um, it's that that's that's tough because I've gone back and forth on that. Um, yeah, some of my closest colleagues, for example, have just come right out and said, you know, I don't, I really don't think your band's prog, but meanwhile. Mm we get covered in, in, you know, Prague in, in the Prague, uh, sphere or paradigm. Right. Oh, very and much. True. Yeah. Tr truthfully, you know, the band does tend to utilize more pop structure, but as the listener, you, it, it becomes a, a little bit illusory because the, the whole point of our, our songs are, are to be like mini films. Right. So when yeah. you're watching a movie, you don't want to be thinking about the form of the movie, right. How they're, how they edited it. Uh, the editing is supposed to make it fluid and and have continuity, right? Yeah. You want all the sh the, the the shots are 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 a certain way, uh, you know, the cutting is a certain way. It's it's just put together in a way where it's the audience should not feel that they're 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 watching a production. It's exactly. they they're they're just part of an experience and they're in this world, right? So that's like yeah. fundamentally what we're after with Head with Wings songs. And I think the illusion that that creates to the listener is almost what represents Prague for us or why they think we're, we're Prague because they're, we, we almost don't allow them to think about the structure of what they're listening to. We just kind of grab their hand and then go. And I think, I, I really do think that, you know, if, if you break down musically, if you start breaking it down, you could probably make the argument that it's progressive, right? Because you can yeah. start tracing out the time signatures, the the, the phrasings, the the voicings, the, the the chord progressions, the you know the tempo changes, the twists and turns, and exactly. and everything that you would associate with Prague. But as I as I said, within almost like a pop paradigm in a mm -hmm. way. So so I think we're we bridged the gap between probably more what used to be considered alternative rock, right? Because I've talked with publicists and they, they'll be the first to tell me, don't market your band as an alternative rock band. All, <laughs> because alternative rock is not what it was in the 90s no. or the 2000s. No, I don't it's think, not. No. It's, it's like the new pop where every decade pop changes, right? So it's like Prague has always been pretty much Prague. I mean, there's, there's subgenres, right? There's like a million subgenres on Prague archives. Exactly. But, yeah. uh, what, and what's funny about that is we were denied from 
Prague archives. You know, yeah. they actually brought from Worry to Shame to the the round table of Prague. I remember and, that. Yeah. yeah, and they actually uh, denied it for being. Uh, someone submitted it. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say someone. I know River Tree. Uh, someone that I know uh, submitted it as heavy Prague or crossover Prague. Crossover, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so heavy Prague is like what uh, bands that you would know, like, uh, like Carnival, for example. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's like a heavy Prague, but and a crossover Prague would be like porcupine tree or, or Steven Wilson solo records. Yeah. So somehow they determined that head with wings wasn't within either of those sub genres, but the linchpin to the whole thing was that there's no keyboard or piano or organ or synth <laughs> presence in the band. Okay, and that yeah. was that was enough to to declassify us as as a not a progressive band. Yeah. So the at the end of the day, having the dialogue out there is a good thing. Um I can't necessarily say if we're prog or not. What I can say is that uh conceptually I think we're a progressive band because I, of our concepts. Yeah, because it's it's just it's a bit outside the box, and you know I could compare it to something like Radiohead, which is also a band that's not on Prague Archives, but clearly if you dissect their music, yeah, there's pro- there's progressive stuff all all over the place. Um, but I, I guess I'll end with this. There, I did read, uh, or this portion with this is that uh, pro profile was a profile Prague, which is like a like a French Canadian outlet. Yeah. Uh, for progressive music, like they, they do uh, radio as well. And, yep. and, you know, album critiques, uh, they gave us, it was like an 8.3 out of 10 for the new EP. And it was a really good score, but they end the review with saying that, you know, that this isn't a progressive band, <laughs> and, but they still really liked it. So they're a progressive yeah. outlet reviewing a band that they claim to be non prog and giving it a, a solid, you know, B review uh yeah. if you will so so it's like I, I don't know what to make of it it's like we we're accepted as prog in more outlets than we're denied so yeah. I, I guess i'll just leave it with that i, I don't know what else to make of that <laughs> no i i think it's for me it's uh it's uh funny just because like i said right. in in when i uh uh asked the question you know uh, i think the, the the thing is that a band like uh yours that straddles so many genres and brings so many elements into it to the point where it's hard to classify you. I can't think of anything more progressive than that. And so for me, you know, it's also, I think I resonate a lot with what you said about uh, the craftsmanship of your music, because of course, when you start to dig through it, uh, there's a lot of, you know, stuff going on more technical stuff going on underneath the surface surface but it's so masterfully done that when you're just listening to it you don't really notice that you like you say it's like with a movie where you're not thinking about how did they do this shot because you're so invested in the emotions of the story so for me exactly. you know i don't know how, how much uh Power I hold or I should hold, but uh, Uncle Prog gives this the clear stamp <laughs> of progressive music. That's no <laughs> no discussion there. You know, I, I want to mention from from Worry to Shame a bit more. Uh, of course, you already uh, received a, a lot of well deserved praise for that album, and you had the assistance of the guys from Earthside, like you had on the first EP. Uh, 
Also, there was quite a long break between the EP and From Worry to Shame, to the point where I was thinking, you know, I love the EP, but this is one of those bands that, you know, just flare up and and burn out and I, I would never hear from you again. So what happened between that and what can you tell me about the recording and, and uh, of, of From Worry to Shame? Sure. Um, so I would say, let's see, From Worry to Shame came out in June of 2018. Yeah. And then, so essentially between the promotion of that EP, we were searching f- during the, that, the, that summer, right, of 2018, we were looking, looking, basically looking out for where to play. Right, we were trying to to pitch to get onto tour packages with bands in in the progressive market. Yeah. Um, we were we were dusting off the ba- the live band. We so we weren't we didn't have a live band during the promotion of From Worry to Shame. Our our band uh, essentially fell apart. I remember that. So, yes. So so Brandon and I promoted the debut as as a duo right so when that came out we were a, a quote unquote a songwriting duo yeah which is not super f- far from the truth uh but we've always you know kind of been proud of of being a, a band and an ensemble so while we were promoting that record and getting all those videos produced and and doing the whole thing we were also trying to rebuild the band and not only that, but from immediately rebuilding the band and looking for a bassist. And, and I think we, we actually didn't, yeah, we had Mike short who plays guitar on the EP on drums. So we had yeah. a phase where, where he was already a drummer and now he is our drummer again, but we'll get, we can get to that. <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was like rebuilding the band, rehearsing, getting everyone to learn the the repertoire yeah. and then pitching to shows getting denied for you know from xyz tour or festival because you know late to the game and it's very competitive and we were very very new and green to the to the media right so even though we had been a band forever it's just you're only as you're only as like new or relevant as when you put something out so of course uh, or if you if you've never truly published something before even if you've been a band for 10 years well guess what now you're now you're a new band again (laughs) now you're new again Um, yeah yeah. So we went through those growing pains, uh, played some shows in 2018, and then immediately, I kind of just was hell bent on on getting us to to Europe. Uh, um, so, bas- yeah, basically, it took another almost another year of just applying to to X Y Z uh, event, uh, and then I think the spring of yeah, it was the spring of 2019. It took months to kind of plan the tour with with soul splitter which we yeah. did around euroblast so then you know it's like we built the band got rehearsed played some gigs built a tour and during that time when we were getting the tour situated in the <clears throat> excuse me the spring or summer of 2019 i ended up taking on a side project with uh drifting sun yeah uh, you know a, a uk uh, neo prog band just because i kind of wanted to satisfy this yeah. uh urge to want to do something <laughs> that was a little bit more retro you know yeah uh and almost something that would fly in the face of of the prog prog critic critics who <laughs> exactly. know, said we didn't have any any keyboards and head with wings Pro- so cred- i went and did a credential yeah <laughs> so i went and did a project that was you know helmed by a, a piano player exactly so 
So did that and that kind of kind didn't really get in the way ahead with wings too much on that one. Um, cause we were just getting the tour situated and Steve Hill actually, uh, our bass player, you know, produced my vocals on that drifting sun oh, release. Really? Yeah. So he and I got to kind of, you know, get to know each other a bit more work, over that project. Together. Yeah. And then that, that all kind of just led into a bunch of rehearsing to get ready for, you know, for Euroblast and the soul splitter exactly. tour. And I think on that tour, we debuted of uncertainty which was a much different song back then. Mm. So the, the roots, so now to tie it into Comfort and Illusion, the roots of those songs on Comfort and Illusion from this year were basically, uh, yeah, we were kicking those around in like 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. And just letting them live and, and breathe, you know, and exist for a long time, which was not uncommon uh, for us to let, song ideas kind of steep for a long time. Mm. So they're kind of lived in, you know, a little bit like we have to live, we live in them a little bit before letting anyone else live in them. Exactly. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. So that way they prove their, their value to us in a, in a weird way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we unveiled of uncertainty and then we got back from tour and we just changed the crap out of that song Yeah. after, you know, gigging on it for a little bit. And then that led into the a little bit of pre-production for this EP and then immediately in the the end of 2019 into early 2020 we started the production proper on Comfort and Illusion and finally just brought those songs to fruition that have been kicking around for a few years after the debut and uh that's kind of how how all that went yeah and and speaking of you know live performances of course you had your your Euroblast experience and then your tour with with German prog band Soul Splitter which I I feel was was a, a very positive experience for you guys Oh yeah but 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 you managed to get back on stage now just recently right you know first first gig in a very long time with uh, two other great bands Moon Tooth and Lost Becomes how how did the yep. gig t- turn out Oh, it was, it was great. Um, the event, uh, promoter was awesome. Really, really great promoter in Connecticut manic presents. Um, they, they've just kind of had a monopoly on, on the scene for like over 10 years in Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, you know, Moontooth is, was from long Island. And to me, I, I always thought they were kind of like a heavy blues band and they, they're, they're heavy blue, almost like heavy blues meets, meets metal. Yeah. And they, they just blew me away. Um, absolutely insane performance. Their guitarist is in a band called Riot. Um, oh, it's yeah. an eighties band. Yep. Um, not super familiar with them, but they seem to, to have been pretty popular. And then Lost Becomes is more of a hardcore band, I'd say, which was interesting being sandwiched in the, in between head with wings and Moontooth. Um, so that was like a wake up call for, for anyone who didn't know what they were getting into that exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome show. All the bands uh, killed it. And the only thing that we had against us that night was that one town over was Spirit Box and Limp Biscuit. Ooh. <laughs> and that, that, bit- that took draw from the night. Of course, of course. That's 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 always always a challenge when stuff like that happens. But but I'm I'm glad to hear that went well. And like you said, Moontooth is interesting to me. I played them uh, on my prog files a couple of times, my radio show. Like you said, cool. a very very cool band. And and I had to familiar 
familiarize myself with Lusk Becomes as well. And like you say, not really a prog band, but still a very, I can imagine they were energetic and powerful on oh, stage. Yeah. So that sounds like a, a, a great, great night, you know. Uh, and uh, well, I want to move on a, a bit then because you kept, you, you you have been mentioning a few times now about, um, uh, you know, your situation with uh, the drummer, you know, changing the drummer and everything. And recently I saw you announced that you had a, another little cha- change in your lineup or maybe bringing in a new man, Tyler Young on drums, right? Is yep. he then the replacement for Andrew Testa, <laughs> who played on previous albums? Uh, what can you tell us about this change and this new guy that... that joining joining up sure yeah uh so tyler uh is the drummer of black river union uh mm. which you you've heard before i, I know because i i sent also, you some stuff also also played on the profiles fantastic band yeah yeah so they're they were they're produced uh at silver bullet where we did our current ep and mm. tyler so tyler just to give a bit of a backstory on him he so he lives at the studio silver bullet studios uh oh. where they it's kind of like almost a room and board studio like so if you're working there you can kind of stay there and then upstairs you know the producers live live there i see and they have like a studio a and studio b you know one's downstairs one's upstairs and then there's just a lot going on there so anyway tyler's like a roommate there so he does a ton of session work and just hadn't gigged in a in a long time and honestly he was a candidate to replace andrew the first time Andrew left back in 2016. Mm. So Andrew left originally for like two years, then came back and did the whole post from worry to shame, like gigging push yes. uh, yeah. with us. And so Tyler, I would say is now a member of our musical collective. He's not an official band member uh, to, to play the material on from worry to shame and comfort and illusion you know, we have a lot of the, those interweaving guitar lines. Yeah. So Mike, Mike Short, also from Black River Union, being, yeah. you know, a, mus- a musical powerhouse, uh, his first instrument was, was drums. Hmm. So he just became quite prolific on guitar, but always kind of kept up his drum chops. So what we did is basic, basically we wrote the next record as a four-piece with... Brandon on guitar, me on vocals, Steve on on a bass, bass and yeah. Mike on drums. Yeah. So we dropped the. Cur- I mean, there's probably good, there's going to be overdubs and whatnot. Mm. We're we're still sorting that out, but on the new record. But the the goal with the new one was to kind of like establish everyone as more of a of an individual identity, not not to the detriment of a of a band chemistry, but. But more more like a band like Tool, where like you know everyone stands out for what they exactly. do. Exactly, exactly. Pre- on previous Head with Wings releases, uh, I know I keep harping on film, and that's still important to us. But you don't necessarily know who's playing what guitar part, unless you're like super familiar with the players. Yeah, it's meant to be more of this uh, fluid experience where. The, the arrangements are meant to be kind of so interlocked and that we fit, you know, we've kind of filled every nook and cranny exactly. of the, of the mix. Well, now we, we at least started this production with everyone's making a statement on their, on their mm. instrument, you know? Mm. So that's, that's a bit of a distinction moving forward. So that's all to say when we play shows, 
that require us to have the two guitars and, and backing vocals, then Tyler will will step in and Mike yeah. will 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 bump back to guitar and, and vocals. So it's 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 a little bit crazy, but <laughs> we work with people that are talented enough to pull that off. So exactly. why, you know, why not? Yeah, and also, you know, I remember you mentioned to me uh, quite a while back that that uh, Mike was sort of returning to the drum chair uh, for for a bit or for parts, and I was thinking to myself, uh, the guy is such a, a genius on the guitar that I I, I hope there's going to be some way <laughs> of, of seeing him, you know, on stage back. with those with those lovely leads as well. So I'm I'm very happy to hear that you have this like a, a little bit of an open approach to how you're going to do it. That, that that's nice nice to hear. You know, uh, of course we are nearing the end of our talk. You know, time time is running, but uh, at the end I wanna you you mentioned a bit about it already you know about the future but uh what does the future hold now for head with wings are you are you hoping to or planning to do more live shows coming up and you already mentioned that you're working on new material do you can you tell us a little bit about when we can hope to hear something more yeah sure um so we have this habit of once we get involved in a production the we tend to not focus on on rehearsing for live performance yeah. uh, out, outside of those songs that are that we're rehearsing on the, for the record, of course. But yeah, so we're about to, I think, September 8th. So about a month from now, literally almost a month from the day, we're going to be starting drum tracking. So it's 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 officially oh, starting. It's quite and, close. Yeah. And if we're lucky, we want to follow up this EP within a year or less. Hmm. Right. So, so by next, at minimum, by next July, we would probably want, you know, a single to come out to have something. So, yeah. so we want to, you know, if we want to like an album, maybe like a two year cycle, if we do an EP, we want to follow it up within, within a year. We kind of missed that boat a little bit, 2018. Yeah. We kind of missed that boat a little bit following up from, from worry to shame. I think it took three years to get something else out, Yeah, but I think so we're, you know, with the lineup the way it is and with how driven everyone seems to be, uh, I think we can kind of get on that schedule and we're, we're, we're poised to, to actually yeah, make that to, happen. To make that happen. Yeah. Where it gets, where it gets tricky is when you start getting the music video stuff involved. So like, for example, the, the whole, uh, the, the black soil sequence that I call it for the comfort and illusion video series that took months in, in months for Igor oh, yeah. to, uh, to develop. To right, yeah. So, and then with, with there being like an eight or nine month lead time, apparently on getting vinyl out, mm-hmm. which we, we want, we want it to come out. We, we want the next release to come out on vinyl right away. So that's, that's like a, a big thing to us. Yeah. Uh, we've never put out a, re- a vinyl record before. And we want as like the, the, the finale to the from worry to shame story, this one we just really want to drive home to you know we want to have we want to have more merch designs more everything to you know to offer people that have you know jumped on board with us now with this ep because exactly yeah uh it's almost like every time someone buys our new ep on Bandcamp, they go back and they grab from worry to shame which is amazing yeah like i I just checked before our call both releases are are on literally on page three of Bandcamp best-selling uh prog rock right now oh, that's that's very cool 
So, you know, feeling really good about that. But when I, <laughs> when I start to think about merch and sales and stuff, like I just want there to be more options for people. I agree. Um, that sounds like a good it, idea indeed. So what that means is Darcy and I, you know, essentially have a lot of work to do. You know, I have a call with, with her. She's our illustrator uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow to basically figure out album design layout for CD, for vinyl, merch designs, uh, you know, shirts, what, what have you, everything. It's, it's like go. So that's, that's like all, all full steam ahead. And uh, yeah, we even have a title for the record and everything. So it's like, it's, a, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm it's very, on. <laughs> I'm very, 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 very glad to hear that. And of course, there can always be, you know, uh, something happening in between. But I, I, I truly hope that when we come to next summer, next autumn, there will be some even more new Hedwig Wings music for, for me and other other people to enjoy. So, well, thank you so much, uh, Joshua, for being on the Prog Talks with me. Um, My pleasure. Of course, of course, all you guys out there should go follow uh, Hedwig Wings on their social medias. All the links will be in the description here. Um, I also highly recommend you to listen to Comfort in Illusion as well as their earlier releases, if you haven't already. You can listen on streaming services, of course, or even better, go to their Bandcamp and purchase the stuff. That's that's well worth it. So, as always, to the people watching and listening at home, please like and subscribe if you enjoyed it. It helps us out a bit. Until next time, stay, stay safe and keep spreading that prog love. The Prog Talks, produced by The Prog Space. Main host, Rune Belsvik-Reynos. Produced by Rune Belsvik-Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munemitz. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week.